1: Table Reads, with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and
0: Joshua Baker. Hey everybody, welcome to Table Reads. Episode 99! 99. 99! Huh. 99. Can you even one. believe it? I,
1: I got can't. 99 problems, but this script ain't one. That's right, it's a perfect script. This script is like half my problems. What? 99% of your problems. <laughs> mm,
0: not exactly. So... We have like 30 pages Still left. Eaten.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm ready to start the next episode. Whatever. Okay. He goes, let's start the next episode and then shove shit
1: in
0: it. <laughs> Let him know. I just nougat. We have like 30 pages to finish here. We got this. And we have to because I don't want episode 100 to be like, Oh, here's the last part of the fucking script.
2: We do episode ninety nine and then episode 99 ninety nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we no, just no. we just need to get. Through. We can do it, man. There's lots of blocks in narration, but there's a lot more uh, dialogue coming up. So yeah, so just the duck, problem we is
0: that. it's probably going to be so terrible that we have like.
2: Uh, th- that is our job as entertainers. Half the job is reading the script. You just say the the sucks. Shit, keep, no. going. keep going.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> speaking the, of keeping episode going, ninety
2: nine is the worst episode. <laughs>
0: Let's do that. Let's keep going. Previously on Table Reads. All right. So Indiana Jones started at a haunted castle for some reason, moved on to his school where he learned about the possible presence of the legendary Sun Wukong and his immortal peaches in Africa. He then went to Africa. Was followed by his uh, paramour slash student Betsy. who concealed herself in a banana barrel for three weeks in order to follow him. Upon arriving in Africa, he's immediately followed by Nazis who chase him in a speedboat. Um, He gets attacked by pirates, apropos of nothing. He then has to trek through the jungle where he buries himself alive in order to... him and a whole village of people in order to escape... ...stampeding wildebeests. Bet you guys forgot about that. Meanwhile... ...the machine gun arm-having Nazi... ...is still on his tail. This time... ...in a giant tank... ...100 feet long and 25 feet tall. About three stories high. And then there's a whole episode where he's fighting the tank... ...and sometimes he's riding a rhino when he does so. And then they find the lost city of Sun Wu Kung, mm. where the Nazi that they have brought into this golden city with them against all reason uses his machine gun arm and his one concealed bullet to kill the leader of the lost city which makes him their leader now.
2: And I mean he got past their defenses
1: which were
0: Oh! I forgot to mention the moat full of African mountain sharks.
1: <laughs> at which point, at which point, all the gorillas do a Nazi salute.
0: Yes, we have Nazi saluting gorillas and pygmies. Oriental pygmies. Oriental
1: pygmies, yeah.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake. I want the fucking concept art for this. I want it so bad. It's Axe Cop. Yeah. It's it's wow. racist Axe Cop.
2: <laughs> racist <laughs> Axe Cop. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like if Axe Cop was written by that five-year-old kid, but that five-year-old kid... <laughs> growing up in a very troubled home. ...was <laughs> like part of Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> Adult swim, you ain't got the balls. <laughs> so, let's see what Gutterbug, the one-armed machine-gun-armed Nazi, does as leader of the lost city of Sun Wukong.
1: Fade in.
0: He could make it better.
2: <laughs> took a second for that to sink in
0: (laughs) people love me because i'm from outside the system i'm not a politician this is why they love me as their leader i hate sharks they're draining the swamp and by swamp i mean (laughs) moat the shark (laughs) moat interior palace ruler's chamber a beautiful expansive chamber filled with tapestries and artwork gutterbug sits in an elaborate golden throne he has donned a ghoulish new outfit the robes of bobala the dead ruler gutterbug is being attended upon by several villagers who bring him countless plates of food he is surrounded by several women 800 women (laughs) Um, Who patiently wait for his orders Gutterbug gobbles down The variety of food and wine Drooling Slobbering Why? Because it's like um, King Denethor Okay While Pippin's singing He's just like <laughs> <laughs> Cherry tomatoes bursting I guess I don't know But that was He was hungry The image I got Punched in the tank. Scraggy kneels before the Nazi. Gutterbug uses Indiana's whip as a leash. First it's a noose, now it's a leash. It's barely gotten any use as a whip. It is tied around Scraggy's neck and held by the Nazi. Gutterbug pulls the leash hard, nearly strangling Scraggy. His mouth filled with food, Gutterbug screams at Scraggy I want to see Jones! <laughs> ah! Scraggy translates for the guards Interior I thought it, it,
2: it just says it right to him. the same thing They don't know who Jones is What the Jones What's <a joke? laughs> wrong with that
0: uh, Interior dungeon Dark, musty Surrounded with moss Covered stone walls Located beneath the palace Indy and the others are locked inside. Everyone is silent, staring, waiting. Claire consoles a tearful, despondent Tiki. The dungeon gate opens. The two guards enter. They drag Indiana out of the dungeon. Betsy calls out to Indy, trying to follow. But the guards slam the wooden door in Betsy's face. She peers through the small barred window, worried, upset. Interior, palace, Indiana is led into the ruler's chamber. Indy sees Scraggy tied to a leash. An angry, vengeful look covers Indy's face. He turns to Gutterbug. The Nazi, still stuffing his face with food, pulls tightly on Scraggy's leash. Your friend makes a wonderful interpreter. Indy's eyes burn. Gutterbug gulps down a glass of wine. Liquid spittles from the sides of his mouth. He looks at Indy. You know, real quick, I just realized this is what the ghost was doing. While Indy was fighting the dogs and the suits of armor, the ghost was sitting there just like. It's just the beginning of the movie again. It's synergy. Oh, shit. He
2: is an artist. symmetry.
0: Everything I said about the script, I take back. This is a masterwork. It's true art when you were staring at shit, and it turns out to be art. I'm waiting for Gutterbug to die as he falls into a time machine and becomes the ghost in the beginning of the movie. I've always loved Ireland <laughs> because a time machine is the last thing that this script, you know, hasn't given us yet. True or space that. Mm. Indiana Jones Space Archaeologist Space Monkey King (laughs) Shit I want that movie now (laughs) We can write it (laughs) The Nazi Party will exist for 1,000 years and I wish to be alive for every year That is a favorite philosophy of our Fuhrer
1: Your Fuhrer's philosophies
0: belong on a bathroom wall This is a very serious matter, Doctor Jones. Ow! It could save your life. I understand that somewhere in the city there is a garden of immortal peaches. I want information about this garden, and I would greatly appreciate it if you would share everything you know with me. I don't share. Hold on. You're the ruler of the city. Ask. Just just go Take me to your peaches everybody Take me <laughs> to the peaches
1: I still want to be a sneaky leader <laughs> I don't share anything with
0: Nazis Gutterbug nods He takes another bite of food Shooting a glowering look to Indiana Very well My friends would be here soon ah!
2: <laughs> Crushing it <laughs> They were reft. Enjoy the pleasures of my newfound
1: kingdom. Kisses a woman and pushes her away. That's my life.
0: <laughs> then we in one f- sentence. <laughs> then we shall exterminate his verseless people, destroy their city, and we will carry away all of its riches in pieces. Gutterbug goes back to his food. Scraggy exchanges a worried glance with Indiana. Cut two the Nazi army traveling along the narrow mountain path. <laughs> this is when they get to the blockage and like oh uh, man. Shit. Well I hope he did all right.
2: I hope he remembered to hide a bullet in his mouth. <laughs> did he do the old Nazi bullet tooth trick?
1: <laughs> bullet tooth Nazi. Classic
2: gutter bug. <laughs> mm. All right. Check <laughs> your chat. chat
0: uh, There's no, nothing going on in the you're chat t- Bye guys <laughs> Nobody loves us That's true. They like your things They are more than halfway up the mountain Lieutenant Mephisto rides in the front jeep He looks to his driver Who reports to Mephisto Alright I think you're the only one That hasn't been a German yet You'd be a German I do all the terrible things Yeah
2: um <laughs> German-English subtitles. Sir, we
0: shall reach the mountaintop in less than 60 minutes. Mephisto <laughs> <laughs> <Fistonaut>, nods, anxious. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> the lost city, Colosseum. That was flawless. <laughs> An enormous stone arena, that's what a Colosseum is, located in the center of the city. It resembles the Roman Colosseum, because that's the only Colosseum that is... It's more Colosseum-y than any Colosseum you've ever colosseum you, you called it a Colosseum. You don't need to say it resembles the Roman Colosseum. Can you see him? No one is Colum-seum-y picturing is, anything
2: else. The colosseum is Colosseum.
0: No one's like, the Colosseum, oh, so it looks like the Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> uh, it resembles the Roman Colosseum in size and structure. The Colosseum's top walls are surrounded by countless large metal bells the bells are ringing they are the same bells we heard earlier but now they sound eerie threatening the many seats are filled with members of the village all gathered for a special event gutterbug sits in the elaborate rulers box it is covered with a protective golden grating the box is located directly above the earthen playing field so okay when he shot the ruler, they said these guys aren't used to violence. And yet the ruler's viewing box has a protective grid around it? Where they have We're uh, really not combat. used to violence, but we should put this guy in like a bulletproof enclosure, right? Cause well, you never know when someone's gonna throw a moat shark up there. This is
2: also arena, right? Like are we about to see like some blood sports shit?
1: No, no, it's a
0: hugging contest
1: Ah, Gold bars wouldn't do much to protect you I mean, you could be like
0: Gold is a very soft soft, metal (coughs) Oy vey The box is located directly above the earthen playing field Indy's whip is still tied around Scraggy's neck Who kneels at Gutterbug's feet? Two guards lead a shirtless Indiana Jones into the playing field. They bring Indy to a steel cage, located directly below Gutterbug's box. Inside of the cage are two enormous buffalo, angry, restless. Betsy, Claire, Tiki, Kajor, the remaining pirates and crew members (laughs) all helplessly watch from inside of a large metal cage. The cage is suspended in the air, dangling over a deep pit. It is filled with countless man-eating tigers. Countless, yeah, countless. just just tigers piled on each other like <laughs> anxious scorpions. A tiger, a tiger pile. Oh, finally, men.
2: <laughs> How long do they stay there? There's nothing but pygmies and gorillas. Man-eating tigers look. <laughs> We've been hungry for so long.
1: Do they just, they just have, like, feed a...
0: them peaches. <laughs> So they can live forever and be hungry? Everything in the movie (laughs) has been fed peaches and is immortal. It has to be. Life is pain. (laughs) Your role is to... Oh, yeah. Also, they're man-eating tigers. I don't think a man's ever been in there. That's what I'm saying. They they would be starving. They're man-eating tigers. Countless pygmy-eating tigers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How can you tell that they're (laughs) man-eating?
0: Like... I'm starved <laughs> They're all just clones of the one From the Siegfried and Roy show That's right <laughs> <They're wrong. laughs>
1: So their face is kind of fucked up Man, They're bread Like
0: Bad white tiger <laughs> India's led into the cage Between the two buffalo The guard grabs hold of it <clears throat> Buffalo in Africa Just throwing that out there Just a regular buffalo Not a water buffalo It's just an OG buffalo Like just,
1: oh yeah, no, let's call him out on that Yeah, you know, African buffaloes Are a thing,
0: right?
2: African mountain sharks
0: Can we start a band?
1: <laughs> African, mountain African mountain sharks
0: I don't play any instruments And I certainly don't sing You don't have to But I will shake a tambourine <clears throat> As the premier tambourine player Of African mountain sharks
1: That's that's Sean's name
0: Sean Mean Tambourine Sean Mean Tambourine McVee The guard grabs hold of Indiana. They tie one of his arms and one of his legs to each side of the buffalo, preparing to draw and quarter Indiana. <laughs> A delighted gutterbug peers down at Indiana. Dr. Jones, these beasts are anxious to run wild, free. How long will you be able to ride before they tear you in two? Indy looks at Scraggy. Who is very frightened. Goodbye, Dr. Jones. Gutterbug turns to the guards, ready to give them the order to open the cage and set the buffalo free. Indy suddenly screams, Hail Hitler! Upon hearing the words, Gutterbug stands like a robot. He raises his mechanical arm in a <laughs> Hail Hitler pose. Wait!
2: Hail Hitler! <laughs>
0: What the fuck? Just PTSD reaction? Just like Pavlovian. <laughs> yeah, <it's, look>. what? <laughs> What's happening? Where? <laughs> what the fuck? The fingers of Gutterbug's. Oh god, it's worse. <clears throat> the fingers of Gutterbug's mechanical arm get caught in the metal grating above his head. <laughs> Gutterbug tries to remove his fingers. No good. <clears throat> Stuck. Gutterbug pulls hard. His mechanical arm is ripped from its socket. It dangles from the grating. The crowd watches, puzzled, shocked. Scraggy thinks fast. He leaps to his feet and grabs the arm. He tears it out of the grating. Scraggy holds the arm above his head. Now it is he who possesses the power. The crowd cheers Scraggy, their new ruler. What a wild 24 hours this has been for this (laughs) village. You could just call it The Hangover Right (laughs) The Hangover Gutterbug steps back Suddenly (laughs) frightened Scraggy orders the guards To free Indiana The guards hurriedly Untie Indy from the buffalo Gutterbug turns Running out of the Coliseum Scraggy screams to the people Motioning them for them To follow Gutterbug Several people leap From their seats Chasing the Nazi Exterior Coliseum Gutterbug dashes out a crowd of villagers follow him, in hot pursuit. Gutterbug runs toward the city gates. He runs through, escaping the city. The crowd pauses, stopping. <clears throat> They'll go no further. They scream and shout at the departing Gutterbug, who disappears into the mountains.
1: Wow, he ran really fast. So fucking Does he have fast. robot legs, too? He must. Gun robot legs. I They're 100
0: look. foot long legs. I
1: feel like the, the,
0: the Germans do not move as fast as the gorillas. interior coliseum indiana rejoins his friend on the playing field they have been freed from the cage scraggy scraggy gives the whip to indy indy is impatient worried he looks at everyone nazis will be here soon we gotta move fast suddenly scraggy gives gutterbug's mechanical arm to tiki did i say suddenly out of nowhere the pygmy nods he understands Tiki raises the arm toward the people They cheer Tiki, their rightful ruler Tiki pulls back and throws the mechanical arm High into the air It soars several feet Flying over the coliseum (laughs) walls (laughs) The coliseum walls are seven feet high (laughs) That's hard for pygmies, man What the fuck? Exterior city the arm flies through the air. It lands into the moat. Oh, thank God. The arm is attacked by yeah. a horde of hungry sharks. They tear it to pieces. Why would they tear apart metal? They're metal eating African mountain moat sharks.
1: <laughs> You're going to have a hell of a time making the graphic for this one, bro. Dude, like, he's going to have
0: so much fun.
1: <laughs> you could you could get like uh the terminator arm
0: that came off. Oh. They're like they're Photoshop. Nazi. They're Nazi, robot sharks. They're on loan from the Nazis. It was right.
2: <laughs> no, they have betrayed me. We <laughs> had an understanding.
0: Cut to exterior mountain path. The Nazis have arrived. Oh, now they just got to the block. We park. did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was joking before, and that we were seeing them having already crossed the blockage, but now they're just getting to the blockage. This is worse than our jokes. Why would you wait (laughs) to film on this shit? The Nazis have arrived at the section of path that is blocked by the avalanche. Their other vehicles and troops have pulled back a few hundred feet from the avalanche. Several sticks of dynamite have been placed beneath the avalanche. The TNT is connected to a long fuse that extends along the path. Lieutenant Mephisto stands at the fuse's end. He strikes a match, preparing to light the fuse. The match flare is inches from the fuse. Mephisto is interrupted by a familiar voice. It is Gutterbug. Mephisto blows out the match. A soaking wet Sergeant Gutterbug slides down the edge of the ravine. He still wears the colorful elaborate robes of Bobala. Mephisto is puzzled by Gutterbug's bizarre appearance. Gutterbug stops in front of Mephisto. Gutterbug attempts a Hail Hitler but suddenly realizes that his mechanical arm is gone. Gutterbug drips water all over Mephisto, who is disgusted by the appearance of his officer. He slaps Gutterbug. Idiot! Why are you dressed like that? There is your uniform. Before he can answer, Gutterbug is shoved away by the disgusted Mephisto, who attempts to light the fuse, but his matches are useless. Soaked with water. Furious, Mephisto slaps Gutterbug, ordering him to fetch something. The sniveling Gutterbug nods and bows, scurrying away. He runs into the rear of a canvas truck. What do you mean, ordering him to fetch something? Go get something. So either we understand what he's saying, because it's in English or subtitled, so we know what he's fetching, or he's just saying something in German and we have no idea that he's telling him to fetch something. Why would he send the wet guy to go get more matches? Right, he's the one that made and how it wet did in the first his, place. How did his matches, the whole gang of them, get wet just from him slapping gutterbug with the matches? I slap you with some matches. This is the ultimate insult in Nazi Germany. It's a match slap. The match slap.
1: <laughs> the match slap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I strike a match on your stupid face.
2: <laughs> oh, you're so wet.
0: Interior truck. Filled with several craters of, crates of dynamite and supplies, Gutterbug dashes inside toward a silver metallic briefcase that rests in the rear of the truck. Gutterbug's greasy fingers open the briefcase. Inside, encased in black velvet, are two rectangular compartments. One of the compartments is empty. The other houses another mechanical arm. Yes! Gutterbug quickly attaches the arm to the stub of his shoulder and runs back outside. Please let it be a left arm. Instead of having a case with two right arms, I hope he had a set of arms.
1: A right and a left.
0: (laughs) 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 Now he has to do
2: it gangster style? Yeah, Like like every point... (laughs) And that the sight's still idea. on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, chat.
0: <laughs> Exterior, mountain path. Gutterbug rejoins Mephisto and extends his new mechanical arm toward the fuse. This one just has a lighter on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my cigarette lighting arm. <laughs> for when the Fuhrer wants a smoke. Thank you all for bringing it. <laughs> and the empty case. He has a... He ch- <laughs> Instead of having like a... It, it's like a... A, a power drill where mm-hmm. instead of switching out drill bits and like screwdriver bits, you just get a whole different drill because those are permanent. <laughs> 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 not inspect their gutterbug. <laughs> gutterbug points his finger. He squeezes a lever located on the palm of the mechanical arm. A bright jagged line of electrical current shoots from the arm's finger. The electricity lights the fuse. It burns. This is my Taser arm. This is amazing. It's meant to be non-lethal. This is amazing. He's a wizard. This is the arm for crowd control. Magic missile. <laughs> you Lightning. know, you know how like things the Nazis want to take non-lethal methods.
1: Yeah, that never happens That's
0: why I've never used this arm (laughs) That is what this is for It's for when we need to do things That are non lethal Like Nazis do, you know (laughs) It burns Moving toward the dynamite Gutterbug and Mephisto Hide behind a rock There is a loud explosion Rocks and debris fly through the air the path is clear. I feel like the people running this shit wouldn't be the ones lighting the fucking fuse. Yeah, why'd they send the They'd general... be like, private, go light the fuse. If you get exploded, okay, yeah. like... Also, I'm not going to bother to ask if anyone here has matches, and minor Binafet. I just am going to get this guy to get his taser on and use that. They'll all have matches.
2: Why are you running off the top of a mountain, wet, and in crazy tribal robes? Also, Never mind, get fuck fucking. Also, why
0: are you wet? The only water we've seen is filled with sharks. Well, they hadn't even seen the sharks yet. I'm speaking it from an omnipotent perspective of Zarita. You look like you were attacked by sharks, but this is not possible. We're on a
1: mountain. You smell like sharks.
0: Seriously, you though, smell like sharks. there's no other water between the city and the Nazis. There's just the moat. Did he swim across the moat?
2: The shark moat. Yeah, while they were distracted eating his robot hand. All of them? Everyone. We don't know how many
1: sharks. Several.
2: Several. Several. It's so any all per- the sharks in the ocean. <laughs> several. S- <laughs> several sharks for this Millions guy. Millions of sharks. Is <laughs> between zero and 800 and there's no water in the boat it's, it's just, just sharks it's, it's just, just sharks it's just sharks there's no reason
1: they're it. just swimming in <laughs> <at> each other <laughs> ah, this is my nightmare <laughs> it does kind of make me puky thinking about it <laughs> like big great
2: white in the middle we only eat tigers <laughs> <laughs> tiger eating white shark technically a tiger shark
0: Ah. Oh. <laughs> Interior city. The sound of the explosion echoes through the city, shaking the city walls. The Nazis are close. Indiana stands in the city square. He has assembled everyone for the battle. Tiki and the pygmies are armed with bows and arrows, spears and blowpipes. Kesher and the pirates hold their swords. Scraggy's men carry revolvers and daggers. Claire and Betsy stand with several gorillas. (laughs) Tiki whispers to Scraggy, who translates for Indiana.
2: I'll read this. I don't like it, but I'm gonna read it. They want you to give speech. What? Before battle, General always gives speech to inspire troops.
1: General, who the hell do they think I am, Custer?
0: But all eyes are on Indiana, depending on him. Indy sighs. Trying to think of something to say, he mumbles to Scraggy. Jeez, the only speeches I
1: remember are from college. I played ball. Uh, Indy, it's okay to
2: say anything. They cannot understand you. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) None
0: of this. Literally say anything. Scraggy shrugs. Indy clears his throat. Mm -hmm. He looks at everyone, fumbling. Men and
1: uh, women, I... um, We're about to face one of our toughest opponents.
0: They've got size, hardware, and, well, quite frankly, we're the underdogs. Yeah. Indy's eyes light, a moment of inspiration. The background music slowly begins to rise. Indiana's voice becomes louder, But, well, if it wasn't for the little guy, we would... What the fuck?
1: If it wasn't for the little guy, where would this country be? I mean... I knew this little guy once, a scrawny little runt with thick black glasses and about 300 different kinds of allergies. But this little kid had a dream. He wanted to be on the football team. Well, all the big guys made his life miserable. Always shoving his head in the drinking fountain, putting mustard in his pants, throwing him him in the shower with all his clothes on. But that little guy didn't quit. He worked hard, never gave up. And in two years, he was the quarterback. Star of the team. And you know why? Because that little kid had something that those big guys never heard of. He had heart. And nothing could
0: stop that. Nothing. We hear the Nazis approaching. Indy screams.
1: Now let's get out there and show just how tough the little guys are.
0: Everyone breaks into a loud cheer. Ready to fight. The soundtrack music soars Ba, ba, da, ba. Guys, come on! Ba, ba. So disappointed in the both of you. <laughs> He's reading a text. Sorry. Indiana ah. raises his sword. He turns and runs toward the drawbridge. The he has people- a sword. Yeah, he has a sword. Yeah. Since when does he have a sword? A sword.
2: Why
1: not? I don't know, he has a pistol in his hand. What the fuck do you need a sword for? Both close and
0: far combat. And then where's the whip go? <laughs> na, na, na. <laughs> he turns and runs toward the drawbridge. The people follow as Indy leads them into battle. Exterior city. Jesus, do you guys talk ever again? Well, oh my God. I don't think we Oh do. my God. Oh my, I'm just turning page after page after page and... Mm.
1: Take it away. So we're just gonna we're just gonna make noises. Oh my god!
0: It's all right. This is how we get through this. There's literally, yeah,
1: it'll burn through all the way to the it's end. It's
0: all on you, buddy. There's literally not another line of dialogue until 120. And guess what? That's my character. Yep, yeah, Claire. Give, you got to be entertaining. Holy shit!
1: Scraggy has a line on holy shit. 147. Page
0: 124. It's the first time one of you guys has a line. What page are we on? 115. Oh, my fucking God. I quit. All right. Hold on. I'm going to read this fast. Exterior. City. (laughs) 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 What the fuck? Indiana, armed with a shield, sword, and pistol, leads his troops forward. The Nazis are approaching. Lieutenant Mephisto rides in the front Jeep, which is mounting which is mounted with a large recoilist machine gun. The entire Nazi army is behind him. Mephisto's Jeep begins to cross the drawbridge. Why don't you just pull the drawbridge up? Moving toward Indiana and the others, the recoilist machine gunner opens fire on Indy and the troops. Bullets bounce from Indy's shield. Several of the pygmies are hit, falling to the drawbridge. An angry pygmy throws his spear. It hits the machine gunner through the heart. The Jeep continues to drive forward, headed straight for Indiana, who leaps onto the Jeep's hood. Indy's troops split into groups, dashing around the speeding Jeep to the battle to battle the oncoming Nazis. Indiana crawls along the Jeep hood toward the Nazis. Mephisto attempts to shoot Indy. The bullet zipped through the windshield, whizzing by Indy's head. Indiana grabs Mephisto. He pulls the Nazi over the windshield. Indiana and Mephisto tumble along the jeep's hood, fighting, struggling for the gun. The jeep directly behind Mephisto is filled with several crates of dynamite. Gutterbug, back in uniform, rides here with three Nazi soldiers. As the Pygmy troops come forward, Gutterbug extends his mechanical arm. He zaps several of the Pygmies, killing them with deadly jolts of electricity. This is not so much a taser as a... Something worse than that, I don't know. He's the emperor. Young Skywalker!
1: Something, something Nazis.
0: As the jeep passes through the city gates, Indiana and Mephisto continue to battle along the hood. Interior city, Mephisto attempts to shoot Indiana, but Indy pushes away the nails, the Nazi's arm. The gun fires, hitting the jeep driver, Who slumps over the wheel. The speeding jeep spins out of control. It flips, sending Indiana and Mephisto flying through the air. They tumble to the ground. The jeep crashes into a wall. A shaken Indiana gets to his feet. Mephisto lies a few feet away, out cold. Suddenly, a blast of electricity bursts into frame, sparking the ground beside Indiana. Indy turns and sees Gutterbug. The Nazi's jeep has entered the city. Gutterbug points his mechanical arm toward Indy. Another electrical shock ejects from his finger. Indy dives. The shock tears a smoldering hole through the building behind him. Only inches above Indy. Where is he getting the power?
1: Why did he bother with a fucking machine gun? Really? Like, he's got a lightning cannon. It's a
0: plasma cannon, basically. And yet, here we are in 2019, and no such power-generating thing is gonna be that portable. No, not that small and attaching as a hand. This is insanely insane. Chris Columbus... I... Meanwhile, the Nazis begin to unload the dynamite from Gutterbug's Jeep. They unwrap a long section of fuse from a large coil, placing the fuse along the ground. Indiana is running for his life. Gutterbug is directly behind him, in hot pursuit. The Nazi continuously fires electrical shots at Indiana, because his batteries do not run dry. The thin lines of electricity whiz by Indy's head, his arms, his legs, just missing Indy. A cat and mouse chase begins, as Gutterbug pursues Indiana throughout the city. Cut to Tiki and several pygmies. They have climbed to the top of the city walls. From here, they guard and defend their city. Crowds of Nazi troops are on foot, running toward the city walls. The pygmies shower the Nazis with arrows, spears, and poisonous darts. The Nazis fight back with machine guns and rifles. A heated, bloody battle. Cut to Scraggy and the crew members. They stand at the city gate, protecting the city entrance. They hurriedly load a large wooden catapult with a... huge ball of hay? A crew member torches the hay. Okay, that's better. It bursts into flame. Scraggy cries, FIRE! His men launch the fireball. It sails over the city walls. The fireball lands directly onto a speeding Nazi jeep. The Nazis and jeep catch fire. The vehicle loses control. The flaming jeep crashes into the side of the mountain wall. Cut to a Nazi tank rolls toward the city, its gun barrel aimed at the city walls. Camera pans away, several feet ahead of the tank. Camera moves upward to the mountaintop, above the path. Claire is here. A group of gorillas are beside her. The apes each have a tight hold of individual sections of hanging vine. They stand at the edge of the ravine. Claire looks to the opposite ravine. Betsy is here. She stands with another group of gorillas, who also securely hold lengths of vine. On the mountain path, the Nazi tank passes directly beneath Betsy and Claire. The two women turn to the gorillas. Emitting gorilla grunts, moans, and motions, Betsy and Claire... Betsy also now speaks gorilla. Well, it makes sense. I mean, she'd been shacking up with them for a minute, so... Betsy and Claire communicate with the apes. The gorillas listen, nodding, understanding. When the tank is directly below, Betsy and Claire order the gorillas to jump. The apes swing from the mountain, riding the vines toward the tank. The gorillas land on the tank. They climb aboard, exploring the tank's surface. Interior tank, filled with Nazis. (laughs) The gunner looks into the periscope. He is met with the reflection of a snarling gorilla's face. He screams and jumps back. There is a sound of ripping metal. Suddenly, the tank's top hatch is torn open because gorillas are that strong. They're balsa tanks. All of them. Countless gorillas pour inside. The apes attack, overpowering the Nazis. Exterior tank. As the gorillas climb inside of the tank, Betsy swings across the passageway to Claire. She she exchanges a congratulatory handshake with Claire. Betsy's face suddenly goes white. A shocking sight. A group of Nazis have climbed to the mountaintop. The soldiers spot Claire and Betsy. They run toward the women. Betsy and Claire dash off into the thick of the jungle. The Nazis follow in hot pursuit. Cut to two large canvas trucks barreling along the mountain path. Kejor, the pirate king, leaps from the side of the path between the two trucks. Kejur climbs onto the rear bumper of the first truck. The driver of the second truck spots Kejur. He begins to fire shots at the Pirate King. As bullets whiz by him, Kejur hurriedly removes a thick metal chain from around his neck. He secretly connects the two truck bumpers with the chain. Moving on to scene 130. Interior second truck. Filled with Nazi troops. Seated. Armed. Waiting to fight. There is a sudden ripping sound, followed by another, and another. The Nazis are startled to see blades of countless swords piercing the canvas. Through all sides of the truck, several pirates leap through the canvas, attacking the Nazis. The Nazis fight back with bayonets and daggers. Aren't bayonets typically mounted on guns? I don't know why Don't doing. fire the weapon! Just use the knife that's glued to the end of it! Way more accurate you do that when you're very up close
1: and no more bullets
0: <laughs> interior first truck cabin two pirates burst into the cabin they stab the Nazi driver the cackling pirates take control of the steering wheel they madly <laughs> steer the truck toward the steep edge of the mountain path the first truck plummets over the edge the second truck attacked by the metal cha- attached by the metal chain follows the first truck the two canvas trucks fall into the moat, splashing into the shark infestia waters. It does say infestia. Cut to interior, the city. The Nazis have planted an enormous pile of dynamite on the palace stairs, enough to destroy the entire city. What the fuck? So look, here's what we want to do. We want all of this gold, but you know, taking over the city and cutting it all down and carrying it It's too much. We should just blow up the whole thing and then just spend the next 30 years scouring the jungle for all of the pieces. All of the nuggets. This is how we should do things. (laughs) It's called German efficiency.
2: (laughs) That's what it's labeled (laughs) as.
0: In the handbook. The TNT is attached to a long fuse that stretches hundreds of feet. Over various sections of the city, the Nazis light the fuse and th- light the fuse end. it sparks, ignites, burning fast. The Nazis turn and run. Gutterbug continues to chase Indiana. Blades of electricity shoot from the Nazis' arm. Indy ducks, dodges, avoiding the electrical jolts. Indy spins around a building corner. He spots the burning fuse. It stretches along the ground. Moving up over a wooden fence, Indy dives and stomps out the fuse. But Gutterbug, who is directly behind Indy, relights the fuse with a shot of electricity. Before Indy has a chance to stop the fuse, Gutterbug aims at Indy. Indy leaps over the fence. Gutterbug shoots! The fence is splintered by the powerful electrical blast. Indiana runs into a small alleyway. You know what? Gutterbug is really all Marty needs In 1955 <laughs> He doesn't need the clock tower And all that shit Right. Just like hey Nazi asshole What did you call me 88 miles an hour Back home <laughs> It's true now we're making Back to the Future better. Yeah, with Nazis. It's <laughs> <laughs> what it was missing all along. Well,
1: you make movies better, just add Nazis. Not the
0: Iranians. You know, we're uh That's what we do here on Table Reads. We improve everything. Thanks for watching. <laughs> you know what? Next time, let's let's tackle Godfather Part 2. We can improve that shit. Cause Wait. you know what? No Nazis in it. Nah, uh, start Godfather Part One. You know what? Cut the wedding scene in half. <laughs> it was kind of long. It was art. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, uh, when he's with his grandson, he's eating a Nazi, and then that's why he dies. The little uh, the little insecticide gun has like a swastika on the side. Sonny <laughs> goes into the bathroom, pulls a Nazi from behind the toilet. We're making it better, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle the Nazis liberally. <laughs> Cook on, uh, or no, what? Uh, put Whoa. in oven for four thousand degrees.
0: Oof! Oh boy. <laughs> I think you mean shower. We did Harmless it. shower. Oh, yeah, Nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, this is a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> too soon? Too soon. Ah, uh, I lost my place.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Scene (laughs) 14140. What? No.
0: We're skipping. (laughs) God, I wish. (laughs) Um, Indiana runs into a small alleyway. The burning fuse stretches up along the alley wall, moving to the rooftop. Indy begins to climb the ancient golden bricks that protrude from the wall toward the roof. Gutterbug appears. He shoots at Indiana, who avoids the blast by leaping onto the roof. Gutterbug hurriedly begins to climb the wall, following Indiana. So Indiana Jones is on this building made of gold, which is very conductive to electricity. And I have this electrical. I'll just, I'll just chase him. It's fine. Really, he just go.
1: Like, he would have already vaporized Indy by now. Like I don't get it. He can, he can precision light a fucking fuse that's like way the fuck over there. With his lightning bolts,
0: but Indy moves faster than lightning. Like <laughs> he sees it coming, He's <laughs> he moves right. out of the way.
1: Yeah, That's... and he got he got he got manhandled by a pair of gorillas when he got here. They're strong and
0: not electrical.
1: <laughs> He's weak against monkey. You t- know what?
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna say beyond the shadow of a doubt that these gorillas are not electrical. That's true. You're right. Don't commit to anything. That's what the script taught me. <laughs>
1: liquid sharks
0: because nothing is too far
1: for this script (laughs) nothing no I hope Maximus shows up
0: (laughs) we already made that joke a couple episodes oh did we yeah for all you guys showing up late (laughs) Uh, we wanted him to show up during the giant tank scene oh yeah 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 (laughs) he just shows up what the fuck is this Oh yeah, we joked that we wanted him to look at the tank and go, what do you want from me? (laughs) Okay. Exterior, rooftop. Gutterbug arrives at the top. He looks around. There is no sign of Indy. But the fuse rests at the roof's edge, unlit. Gutterbug restarts the fuse. At that moment, Indiana leaps out from inside of the stone smokestack. He jumps the unsuspecting Gutterbug. They tumble and fall off the rooftop edge. Indiana and Gutterbug hit the ground. They continue to struggle, fight, as the fuse burns in front of them. It speeds toward the pile of dynamite, less than 50 feet ahead. Still wrestling with Gutterbug, Indy rolls toward the fuse. Indy reaches out and stops the fuse with his hand, but Gutterbug moves fast. Again, the Nazi relights the fuse. Indy suddenly leaps to his feet. He runs off-screen, Gutterbug follows. The fuse continues to burn, moving closer, closer to the dynamite. Indiana runs to a cluster of trees. He comes to an abrupt stop, between two trees. Gutterbug is upon him. The Nazi pauses, only a few feet from Indy. Gutterbug points his arm at Indy, a clear shot. Gutterbug smiles. Indiana is trapped. The fuse is now only a few feet from the dynamite. It will blow at any second. Gutterbug shoots, moving li- also can I just I'm in the city it Says going to blow up as soon as this fuse hits the dynamite. It's very close now. He keeps putting it out, I keep relighting it. <laughs> and I'm not going anywhere, I'm staying in the city. I see no problem with this plan. <laughs>
2: It is my city, after all.
0: If I can't be your ruler, no one can. No one can rule this place. And also, I would like to be spread across the countryside, please. You will rule the name Gutterbug. As much as I did in elementary school. (laughs) The room, Gutterbug, yes. Gutterbug shoots, moving like lightning, literally. Andy leaps out of the way, revealing a large lake behind him. How how does this man's body block a large lake? It's all about spatial awareness. (laughs) It's too late for Gutterbug. The electrical current hits the water. The Nazi's body surges with electricity. That's not how it works. Oh, yeah. It's not... He's not in the water. He's shooting lightning at the water. The... The... No!
2: Come the, on. That's not
0: how this works at all! Sean,
2: just read him out. He dies in the mountaintop
0: lake. <laughs> uh, the electrical current hits the water. The Nazi's body surges with electricity. Gutterbug fries. Yeah. He shivers, shakes. Frozen as the powerful electrical current flows through his veins. Smoke billows from his body. His mechanical arm suddenly explodes. Gutterbug's charred body falls, face down, electrocuted.
1: Uncle Owen!
0: Antoine got a little hot under the collar. <laughs> In the old town tonight. <laughs> Indiana leaps to his feet, suddenly remembering the fuse! It is now inches from the TNT. Several inches, so you have time. Indy can't get to it in time. He grabs his whip. His arm snaps forward. The whip cracks. It slices the remaining fuse in two. The fuse fizzles and goes out. The city is saved. Indy sighs. There is a gunshot. A bullet whizzes by Indy's head. That was a real short-lived victory. He turns. Mephisto, bruised and bloodied from the jeep accident... Stands several feet away. So like, next town over. Uh... Mephisto's Luger is aimed at Indy, prepared to take another shot. Indy removes his revolver. He fires at Mephisto. The Nazi dashes into the Coliseum. Indiana follows.
1: will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here. And if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the f—
2: Here, watch your language, bud.
1: Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on YouTube.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse 2. Or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. Now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes critic, ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action! So the movie's a which means your script ain't worth the buffalo
2: shit
0: on a nickel. Now back to table reads. So this episode's going long, guys. Uh, we're about fifty-three minutes in at this yeah, point. Yeah, so long. And we've gone through a third of our remaining pages. For th- yeah, <laughs> for this episode. Well, Sean has. Um. So <sighs> let's just. Uh, you guys have anything you need to say? Nope. Go, Sean. Go. No comments. <laughs> All right.
1: Hug, hug your mom. Bring us home, Sean. Let's fucking do this shit. Fade in.
0: Cut to Tiki. Battling the oncoming Nazis with his sword, he has one too. Tiki fights hard, fast. He manages to defeat many Nazis, but the sword is suddenly knocked from Tiki's hand. A troop of Nazis come toward him, their eyes murderous. Tiki is trapped, helpless. Interior City. Scraggy and his crew members load another fireball onto the catapult. Scraggy cries, Fire! The fireball flies over the city walls. It lands directly in front of the Nazi troops who are about to attack Tiki. Many of the soldiers catch fire. The others run from the flames. Tiki is unhurt. He rejoins his friends in the battle. Cut to Claire and Betsy. Breathless, frightened, they continue to run through the jungle.
1: Run through the jungle!
0: The Nazis are a few feet behind them, moving fast, getting closer. The women turn a corner, scramble through a... Oh, hold on a second. Sorry, here's the script for those of you watching the video. I keep forgetting to turn it on. This is our first time. It's gonna take some getting used to. I'm sorry. Come back, Chris. <laughs> um, We're on pa- on uh, scene 136. Mm-hmm. Moving fast, getting closer. The women turn a corner, scramble through a section of bushes and find themselves face to face with another troop of Nazis. Mm. Claire and Betsy stop, trapped, surrounded by Nazis. The soldiers move toward the women. The Nazis' eyes are lecherous, hungry. Claire whispers to a trembling Betsy, Do exactly what I do. Betsy nods. The Nazis move closer. Claire looks to the sky. She begins to make Bizarre, high-pitched noises. <laughs> that
2: was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's on video forever. Yeah,
0: put <laughs> his backs to it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, you got to commit. No, sure. you committed to that. You guys know for respect. a fact sure. I would have done the same exact thing. With that camera not here, I don't think he knew the
1: camera was here. Yeah, I
0: think he completely forgot. Um, now where am I? A confused Betsy makes the same noises. Not going to redo it. The Nazis (laughs) look at each other and chuckle. (laughs) The women continue to make the sounds. Suddenly, the exact sound seems to echo from the sky. It becomes louder, louder. Please be a biplane. It it belongs to a hundred voices. The Nazis pause Looking upward Puzzled There is a splattering of Splattering oh, It's a splattering There is a splattering of birds Yeah, They attack from above The birds screeching is identical to Claire and Betsy's calls The angry birds attack the Nazis Ring. <laughs> Pecking Scratching <coughs> Biting <coughs> Speaking of catapults Claire and Betsy continue to make the sounds which causes the birds to ignore them. The Nazis scream, dropping their weapons, falling to their knees. Each soldier is covered with birds. They are being torn to shreds. Claire and Betsy turn and run, escaping into the jungle. The Nazis screaming echoes behind them. As they run, Claire explains to Betsy, I made the sound of a baby swandola bird crying for help. The mother birds immediately reply to the cries, angrily protecting their children. ...and murdering the baby's attackers. Holy shit! Cut two. ...the two canvas trucks. They crookedly float along the shark-infested moat waters. The battered, bruised trucks now resemble two sinking pirate ships. Kejur and the pirates battle the Nazis along the truck flames. The pirates fight in their element. Water! With fast, swinging swords, the pirates are defeating the Nazis... Several Nazis fall into the water and are immediately attacked by countless sharks. It's a good saying that you do not give Nazis guns. Ah, yes, water, our natural element. You, you know the Fuhrer's aversion to guns. Because not a single Nazi has fired a gun in his whole thing, so it wasn't a finger. I will not be bested by a pirate. <laughs> IF ONLY WE HAD PRACTICED ON more.
1: <laughs> Mephisto water fired dirt. a gun, but he fucking missed. Yeah. Yeah. And he only fired a That's single true. bullet. That's like, true. Like, it's did, my
0: only Vaughn. They're like
1: fucking stormtroopers, man.
0: <laughs> Ew, shit. Except stormtroopers shoot guns. That's true, Multiple times. Continuously. Stormtroopers aren't rushing in and going, GET them WITH YOUR STICKS! PUNCH them. Stab 'em
1: STAB him WITH THE STICK END! <laughs> <laughs> Except TR-8R.
0: Beat him with your
2: helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Bang.
1: Beat him with your helmet.
0: (laughs) Every resource. (laughs) With fast swinging swords, the pirates are defeating the Nazis. Several Nazis fall into the water and are immediately attacked by countless sharks. Ah! Uh, Damn it, I lost my place. Damn it. Oh, there we go. At one point, Kejor falls into the water. Several sharks come for him. The Pirate King disappears beneath the water surface. A few of his men pause, worried if he's down there making shark noises. Suddenly, Kejor leaps out of the water. He holds a live shark in his hands. The crazed Kejor takes a bite from the shark. He tosses the fish back into the water. Kejor... Choose it, choose and swallows the raw shark meat. <laughs> Blood spills down his chin. Kejor resumes his fighting with the Nazis as the two truck frames continue to sink. Amazing.
2: <laughs> S- <laughs> fucking Oh god, yes. <laughs> want a fucking movie. It was worth it. All the shit,
0: all the fucking blocks of dialogue you've been going through. That's what I wanted. Cut two. Yes Interior tank Several Nazis are sprawled on the tank floor Unconscious Undressed Oh perfect Camera pans oh. upward The gorillas have taken control of the tank Yes They have dressed themselves in Nazi uniforms Yes God Damn it <laughs> This is the most insane thing this I have is the ever read This best thing I've ever This seen. is more insane Than the end Of Gladiator I 2 I can't wait to listen to this. (laughs) What
2: the fuck? This is amazing. It's incredible.
0: I'm coming around to love this movie. It's (laughs) incredible. There's no reason not to. Uh, My face hurts. Why are the gorillas... Why? (laughs) Why? Shut up! (laughs) Stop ruining that movie! (laughs) Ungo, we have to drive this big machine. You clearly need to wear those clothes to do so. They had clothes put on clothes. You're out of... You live up.
2: there's a there's a fucking samurai pirate biting a shark and shit! This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, moving on. Make this fucking movie, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Exterior tank. As the battle rages around them, the gorilla tank makes a sudden (laughs) U-turn. Wait, (laughs) hold on, no, 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 no. where are you? Does this say say gorilla tank? It says gorilla's tank. Yeah, sorry, I I skipped the Gorilla tank makes it better. No, no. It's making it better. No,
2: 142, interior gorilla tank. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, we're on the 139 right now, though. (laughs) Woo! Woo! As the battle rages around them, the gorilla's tank makes a sudden (laughs) U-turn. It heads straight for the second Nazi tank. (laughs) Interior second tank. The Nazis stare through their periscope, puzzled by the sight of their own tank coming toward them. Exterior tank. The gorilla's tank fires a direct shot at the other Nazi tank. BLAM! The Nazi tank is blown to smithereens. (laughs) You have a mute button, buddy. <laughs> Interior, gorilla tank. <laughs> the gorillas break into a victorious cheer. Yes. Jumping, screaming. Oh, they're, they're still wearing Nazi... Shit! That's why I moved it! I moved it back so I could hear amazing. your excitement.
2: No way, they can't hear me through y'all.
0: <laughs> oh, my face hurts. Interior, Coliseum. Indiana walks across the Coliseum floor, revolver in hand. He forgot he had that, apparently. He moves slowly, cautiously. He is looking for a sign of Mephisto, but everything is silent, calm, deserted. Mephisto sneaks along the top wall of the Coliseum, hiding behind the row of surrounding bells. Bells, like in the haunted castle, there were bells with dead people in them. Do you remember? Shut up! Get back to the gorillas.
1: <laughs> Less bells, more gorillas.
0: More gorilla tank. <laughs> Man, for those guys that ditched the live stream, they are missing they the fuck up. out. They, you, they, the gorillas out tanked another tank of full of trained
2: soldiers <laughs> they're just monkeys beating on shit they're apes of <laughs> holy shit it's amazing
0: they're well dressed apes <laughs> the Nazi unlatches the chain that holds all of the bells in place the bells begin to fall thundering down the Colosseum stairs like the bell in the tower in Batman yep This is Batman. This is exactly Batman. I I don't see any difference. Indy covers his ears. (sighs) The sound of countless clanging bells is nearly deafening. He turns, seeing the enormous bells rolling toward him. Like a boulder? Indiana begins to run. Giant rolling bells chase him from all directions. Indy twists, turns, leaps, in an effort to avoid being crushed by the heavy bells. Mephisto watches from above, smiling. Bells don't roll like that, though. By virtue of being bell shaped, they go, go in a, a circle. circle. Yeah. <laughs> no one's buying this, Chris. Get back to the gorillas. What Get back to the gorillas. What if, what if they're not
1: bell shaped? What if they're like...
0: I want to see those gorillas throwing sharks at Nazis, riding them into battle. <laughs> Like rhinoceroses. Using them as weapons. Yes, they're fucking hitting people with sharks.
1: We get get bit.
0: Riding rhinoceroses, swinging (laughs) sharks around. Give us the movie we deserve, Chris. God damn it. Indy continues to run, a giant rolling bell chasing him from behind. The bell gains speed. Getting closer, closer, a few feet in front of Indy is the deadly tiger pit. But Indy can't stop running, or he'll be crushed by the bell. Woke up in the morning. The no, sorry, that's different. Uh, what? Crushed Time by out. the bell. Saved by the bell. Out, yeah. I, I wish I didn't say it. Really. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
2: less bells more gorillas
0: more gorillas get back to the fucking monkeys indiana leaps into the pit the bells the bell rolls directly over the pit but indiana is safe there is a five inch drop from the ground to the pits overhead metal bars indy lies on the bars safely above the countless tigers no one's said anything about metal bars above the tiger what pit?
2: good's a pit if you can't Fall throw people in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what good's a pit if you can't fall into it? Like, <laughs> like <do> these- <laughs> It's every weekend at the yeah. bar. Oh, garbage that's, pit. That's just
1: where we keep the tigers. <laughs> yeah, 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 In a hole within- You wouldn't want to fall hole. in that pit. I mean, that's dangerous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, the, that, like, like the, the pit of tigers is like a natural formation to them. <laughs> yeah. They just pop
0: up Oh, time. shit,
2: another fucking tiger pit. <laughs>
0: It's like when you go to like a real fancy restaurant and they've got like a stream in the floor and you can like walk over as the koi go underneath you. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice it's like talking. that, but you know. Art. Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> the bells have all come to a stop. They lie around the Coliseum ground. Still, only one bell gently rocks. It slowly teeters on the Coliseum stairs. It hasn't yet rolled off. Indiana begins to climb out of the pit when suddenly another gunshot rings out. India's is hit in the chest. He slips, falls. Biz's wounded body is sprawled on the bars, teetering, ready to fall into the waiting tigers. Get this man a peach. Mephisto's Luger is smoking. <laughs> the Nazi walks down the Colosseum stairs. He moves toward Indiana, seeing Mephisto heading for him. Indiana removes his gun, he aims at the Nazi, but Indy's vision is blurred, his hand trembles, Mephisto's silhouette nears, but the bullet zips past Mephisto and strikes a section of wood below the teetering bell. This causes the bell to fall and slowly roll forward, because there's nothing we like more than our hero succeeding accidentally. (laughs) Mephisto arrives at the edge of the tiger pit, he is about to shoot Indy, then comes upon another idea. Mephisto lowers the luger. He gives a swift kick to Indy's ribs. Indiana falls through the bars. Tigers. why did it have to be tigers? God damn it! His arm shoots out. With his last bit of strength, Indy's hand grabs hold of a bar. Clutching on for dear life. His body dangles over the tigers. They snap at his legs. Hungry. Growling. Mephisto smiles. He steps on Indy's fingers, grinding them beneath his boot heel. Indy cries out. He's going to fall. Mephisto pauses. He hears something behind him. A clanging bell. Getting closer. Louder. Mephisto turns. He sees the giant bell, coming at him, only inches away. There is no time to move. The bell rolls over Mephisto, Knocking him into the pit Mephisto falls through the bars inside the pit into the middle of the hungry Tigers Mephisto screams I hit the <laughs> wrong button uh... Shit Mephisto screams, where is it? Oh, the Tigers are upon him. The Nazi is ripped to shreds Within seconds, his screams are a memory. A very weak Indiana still clutches the bar. He manages to boost himself out of the pit. He takes a few steps, wobbling. Blood pours from the wound in his chest. He stumbles to his knees. His eyes roll back. He falls to the ground. His body is still motionless. <laughs> the end. No, 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 no! Not yet. <laughs> Cut to interior tank. The gorillas still dressed as Nazis. Continue to drive the tank forward. Exterior. Exterior tank. The tank speeds toward the row of ch- rows of charging Nazi troops. The Nazis stop, shocked to see their own tank coming at them. But the tank continues to bear... I want one of the gorillas to pop out of the hatch and like... Wave. Charge at them. Or Nazi (laughs) salute. (laughs) (laughs) Nazi salute at the other Nazis. (gasps) They have been taught how to do that now. Yeah. Uh, But the tank continues to barrel ahead. Many of the Nazis are crushed beneath the heavy tank treads. Others drop their weapons and run. Frightened. Interior tank. The gorillas are ecstatic, howling, cheering. Yeah they are. They're excited. Cut 2 They're not used to violence.
2: It's my fucking favorite thing it's
0: ever been Cut put on paper. Cut two. Kejur and the pirates. They have defeated all of the Nazis. One of the canvas trucks is completely sunk. Only a small section of the other truck juts out of the water. The pirates cling to the fleeting safety of the sinking truck frame, which is surrounded by several hungry sharks. There are even too many man-ears for the powerful Kejur to handle. As the frame continues to sink, the pirates' feet get closer, closer to the snapping sharks. Suddenly, a rope drops from overhead. Kejur looks up. Scraggy and his crew members stand on the drawbridge. They have dropped the line. Kejur and the pirates climb upward to safety. On the drawbridge, Scraggy assists Kejor. Scraggy smiles, Repeating Kejor's earlier threat. You owe me You owe me, old man. Kejor laughs. He embraces Scraggy. <laughs> they are joined by Tiki and the other pygmies. A sudden calm, a sudden silence overcomes the city. The battle has ended. The Nazis have been defeated. The city is saved. But Tiki is solemn, distressed. He stares off-screen. Camera pans to his POV. We see the countless bodies of pygmies, sprawled on the ground, dead. The price you pay for freedom! (laughs) Suddenly, the silence is interrupted. Someone is crying. It is Betsy. Scraggy looks off screen to the direction of the sounds. The color leaves his face. Scraggy's POV. A group of pygmies carry the limp body of Indiana Jones out of the Coliseum. They gently lower Indy's body to the ground. Uh, shit. Claire and Betsy kneel beside Indy. Tears run down Betsy's face. Scraggy suddenly breaks away from the crowd. Camera dollies with him as he runs toward Indy. Scraggy stops at Indy's body. Claire, eyes filled with tears, nods to Scraggy. She can barely utter the words he's dead tears erupt in Scraggy's eyes he breaks down crying a startled Kejor joins the others camera pulls back to an extremely long shot the entire village gathers around Indiana's body everyone is solemn silent a slow dissolve close up Indiana's body it is lying in state resting on a bamboo stretcher it is covered with exotic, colorful flowers. Camera pulls back. Indy is being carried by several elaborately dressed pygmies at the end of a long funeral procession. Betsy, Claire, Scraggy, and Kejor march beside Indy's body. They also wear the ceremonial f- funeral flowers. Behind them, the body of Bobala is being carried, and beneath the ruler, the bodies of all dead pygmies are being Carried by the remaining villagers and gorillas. Hopefully, some in Nazi attire. Still wearing
2: Nazi attire?
0: <laughs> it is nighttime. All mourners are carrying flickering candles. At the rear of the procession, a lone pygmy strums an unusual string instrument. This creates a haunting melody. Camera pulls back to a long shot and we see the procession move through the city. The hundreds of flickering candles against the dark night sky. Create a beautiful image. The procession arrives at a large stone wall. It appears to be a dead end. Tiki walks to the wall. He falls to his knees and begins to chant. Claire, Betsy, Scraggy, and Cajur watch. There is a small rumble. A hairline crack begins to form in the mountain. As if it were being drawn by an invisible hand, the crack forms a large door in the wall. The door slowly opens. An almost blinding white light emanates from inside. Tiki enters. The procession follows. Interior wall. The procession ascends a twisting stone staircase that spirals upward, where the light becomes brighter, brighter. At the stairway top, there is another doorway. Tiki and the others enter. Indiana's body is carried through the Garden of Immortal Peaches. Bum, 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 bum. A breathtakingly beautiful forest of never-ending, luscious garden trees filled with succulent, ripe peaches. (laughs) (laughs) What a narrator change. (laughs) (laughs) We have never seen colors like this. So magical, so intense. Bright sunlight shines from a vivid blue sky. There is always a rainbow here. Always a rainbow here. (laughs) The procession enters. Scraggy, Claire, Betsy, and Kejur stare in total wonderment. Betsy is puzzled by the bright sunshine. Sunlight. Sunshine. The sunshine. (laughs) But it's the middle of the night. Tiki whispers to Scraggy, who explains to Betsy. Sun always shines in the garden of immortal peaches. Claire nods. Kejur is memorized by the peach trees. His mouth hangs open. He turns to Scraggy. These are the peaches uh, that make one young forever. No, you read that wrong.
2: Read it like the song. Oh, sorry. These are the peaches that make one
0: forever young. <laughs> forever young. Scraggy nods. I want to be forever young. Steve, <laughs> these nods. peaches, man? Is it? They come t- from t- a can.
2: Shit, <laughs> 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 we're devolving.
0: The Let's go. <laughs> Tiki leads the procession to a clearing in the garden. Many freshly dug graves are here. All of the bodies are carried to separate graves, including Indiana and Bobala. A few feet ahead of the graves rests the largest peach tree in the forest. It is much wider and taller than the others. There is a small glass-encased tomb built into the tree. Inside of the tomb is a tiny skeleton. Oh, I know who that is. No more than four feet tall, the skeleton is adorned with a lion-skinned robe and a golden crown. In its hand, the skeleton clutches the famous golden hooped rod, a glorious elaborate staff. An ancient inscription is etched in stone over the tomb. Pointing to the inscription, Claire turns to Scraggy. What does it say? Our lord, our master, son, will come. The soundtrack music rises, it is the tomb of the Stone Monkey King. Claire exchanges an awe-inspired glance with Betsy, then looks to the still body of Indiana. Damn you, Jones! Why couldn't you be here to share this with me? The pygmies begin to lower the dead bodies, including Indiana and Bobala, into the ground. Tiki reads from ancient scripture. Scraggy sobs on the shoulder of Kejur, who continues to stare in astonishment at the peach trees. Suddenly there is a rumbling sound. Followed by a slight tremor, the trees begin to sway. As a howling wind rushes through them, the tomb of Sun Wukong glows with a bright light. The glass surrounding the tomb suddenly shatters. The skeleton's head turns. Its body rattles, beginning to move. The skeleton steps out of the tomb. Zombie monkey king! Stone zombie! Everyone stares in awe, terrified. Josh is broken. Shut up, Josh (laughs) is amazing. The skeleton takes a few steps forward, Mm. stops, and raises its arms. High in the air, the skeleton opens its mouth, emitting a high-pitched, Unearthly screech. <laughs> Do you think this would be shot in stop
2: motion like Jason and the Argonauts? Yeah, yeah, hold on. Let, let me yeah. try that again.
0: That's more unearthly. That was right? so good. Uh,
1: Authentic monkey
0: undead. <laughs> zombie stone monkey king. <laughs> I mean, anyone that's heard a uh, Zombie monkey king screech knows what it, I mean. Right, right. You've got to be authentic.
2: <laughs>
0: An ectoplasmic green smoke seeps from the skeleton's fingers, slowly traveling over the heads of the humans. The ectoplasm separates into several individual lines that touch upon each of the gorillas. The ectoplasm encircles the gorillas' bodies. The gorillas begin to rise from the ground, high in the air. The ectoplasm appears to be carrying them toward Sun Wukong. As the gorillas travel through the air, their bodies begin to shrink, growing smaller, thinner. Yeah! (sighs) The humans stare into the sky, watching the amazing magical transformation. As the gorillas get closer... Okay, are they going to... Voltron into a new Sun Wukong With part Nazi gear on him (laughs) And I'll form the head (laughs) Oh my god, that's what's happening Holy shit I'm so excited As the gorillas get closer to Sun Wukong Their bodies have shrunk into tiny hair-like substances When the gorillas arrive at the skeleton They attach themselves to his body We see that the shrunken gorillas are actually individual hairs on the skeleton's body. As the countless hairs converge, the skeleton begins to take shape, form. Sun Wukong comes to life. He is unlike anyone or anything we have ever seen. Half human, half monkey. No, 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 no. Say that again. Say that right. (laughs) Half human, half honky (laughs) is what the script says. Here. For those of you watching the video, I will zoom in... (laughs) Half honky! (laughs) His face (laughs) is
1: covered with... That's me!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Half human, half honky! His face is covered with wrinkles. His wide eyes are coal black, probing, warm. When he smiles, it is devilish, but incredibly charming. His movements are perky, quick, an extremely adorable little monster little fellow instantly lovable but there is a strong powerful pre- presence about him he is indeed a heavenly figure sun wukong looks over the congregation everyone falls to their knees claire betsy scraggy and a reluctant cajure do the same sun wukong paces through the clearing He looks into the many graves. He is distressed, troubled. His wrinkled face twists into furious expression. He raises his golden hooped rod to the sky. He screams. His old voice creaks and groans. Mm. Someone be Sun Wukong. I've read too much. We cannot bury these men. (laughs) No, we cannot bury these men.
1: He's, 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 uh... He's old. He is old, but he's. The Monkey King is like Asian. An Asian. Oh, just want me to hit it again? No, 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 no I'm serious. No, like, a Monkey King is that Asian.
0: That old voice you were doing was great. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot bury. Be- <laughs> <laughs> we cannot bury
2: these men. This is a garden of life, not death.
0: Betsy whispers to Claire. <laughs> Why is he speaking in English? <laughs> he's a heavenly being. According to legend, when a heavenly being speaks, men of all countries can understand him. We hear him in English. The pygmies hear him in their language. (laughs) Actually, here we go. (laughs) No.
2: This is a garden of (laughs) (laughs) death.
0: Jesus Christ. Oh, mischievous. Here we go. There you go. (laughs) Um, Betsy nods. Sun Kung continues his heartfelt scream into the heavens.
2: Return their souls! I demand it! Return their souls!
1: Is that Bane?
2: <laughs> oh, <Old> Bane!
1: <laughs> their
0: Return their souls! Return
2: their souls! <laughs> a few
0: moments pass. Then, a thick white cloud eclipses the sun. A small hole in the cloud allows one ray of sunlight to shine through. The ray shines down upon one particular peach tree. Sun Wu Kung turns to that peach tree. He raises the golden hooped rod toward the tree. He begins to sing an unusual hymn. Suddenly, several peaches magically fly from the trees. They congregate above the golden hooped rod. Sun Wukong sends several peaches flying off screen. Camera follows the magical peaches as they separate and fly into each grave, toward the bodies of the dead pygmies. Each body is hit with an individual peach. This <laughs> is throwing fruit at dead bodies. <laughs> Eat this. (laughs) I demand it.
2: I demand it.
0: (laughs) When the peaches make contact with the dead bodies, there is a small, colorful explosion. A small fireworks display. The bodies erupt with a bright, golden glow. A few moments pass. One of the bodies stirs, moves. The body sits up, gets to its feet. Another body does the same. So does another, and another. Soon, the various pygmies climb out of the graves. Their wounds have disappeared. Their life has been restored. Sun Wukong flings the remaining two peaches into the graves of Indiana and Bobala. Y'all are last! There is a small explosion, followed by the warm glow of their bodies. The wound in Indy's chest vanishes. His eyes pop open. To the delight of his friends, Indy stands, alive. He is puzzled by the surrounding grave. Claire, Scraggy, and Betsy help Indiana out of the grave. They shower him with embraces and kisses. But Indy remains confused, puzzled. What the hell's going on? Sun Wukong, looking very pleased with himself, stands behind Indiana. Claire smiles at Indy. I think there's someone you should meet. Claire points to behind Indy, who turns and sees the smiling Sun Wukong. Indy is at first shocked. His face breaks into a childlike smile, filled with delight. You know, like Indiana Jones. He then manages to utter, You're... You're Sun Wukong. Sun Wukong steps forward. He nods and answers. You are Indiana Jones.
2: Uh Huh? You, You know me? I've watched you for many, many years. From the heavens... I was- Fuck this movie! I was fascinated- Watching you bang all those (laughs) bitches at the college. You should've let the brown head one kill herself. (laughs) (laughs) From the heavens, I was fascinated by your bravery, your passion in searching for me.
1: Well, I, uh, thanks. I'm very honored.
2: The honor is mine, Dr. Jones. (laughs) And you you and your friends have saved my city from ruin. Kinda. (laughs) I would like to
0: return
2: the favor.
0: Sun Wukong gives Indiana the golden hooped rod. Indiana takes the priceless artifact. That belongs in a museum. (laughs) (laughs) And as God, you know this. (laughs) He stares at the beautiful rod. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Phrasing? He is very moved, speechless, Sun Wukong explains, raises an eyebrow.
2: The Golden hoot Rod will be a faithful friend. It is capable of 100 transformations and
0: will always (laughs) remain by your side. Indy manages a nod. Sun Wukong sighs. I will explore the heavens
2: for another. Surely my search will be a, a shorter and less
0: hazardous than yours. Can I just say, this dude is ending this movie by giving Indiana Jones a magic wand. You want it?
2: <laughs> but he's selling him on it. He's like, the golden hoop rod will be a faithful friend.
0: It even makes Julian fries. It is capable of a <laughs> hundred. One hundred. <laughs> Sun Wukong, as played by Ron Pope. <laughs> Indiana smiles. Meanwhile... Kejor uses the opportunity to sneak away. Pluckin. He disappears. This This music always reminds me of a uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Trigun. <laughs> 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 Best theme song of anything. Else. Oh yeah. Try
1: I listen again. to that album all the time.
0: It's not appropriate, but I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> Fash the Stampede. Meanwhile, Kezure uses the opportunity to sneak away. He disappears into a cluster of peach trees. He climbs the smallest tree. The greedy pirate king begins to pick several peaches, hiding them in his pocket. Sun Wukong looks over the healthy, restored community of pygmies. The monkey king smiles. With my
2: city alive again, I will be able to return to the heavens. Warm
0: smile to Indy and the others. Goodbye, my dear friends. I'm going to take all these gorillas with me. So long. (laughs) (laughs) 99 more transformations for you to figure out. (laughs) I'm going to say Sun Wukong is the origin story for all gorillas. All gorillas on Earth were the hairs of his body when he died.
2: Oh, that's some Greek shit. uh, Now there are no
0: more gorillas on Earth. Right. Yeah, we don't have them. So someone's like looking in a cage that has a little kitten going, where the fuck is Coco? Coco! This is 1985. This is the height of Coco fame. Oh, yeah. Sun Wukong again raises his arms. Green ectoplasm again emanates from his fingers. The individual strands of hair fly from his body in a reversal of what we saw only moments ago. The strands of hair fly through the air. They grow larger, larger, until they resume the shape of the gorillas falling and crushing everyone in sight. <laughs> Sun Wukong has returned to his skeletal form. He turns and walks back to his resting place. The piece of broken glass, pieces of broken glass reassemble, sealing the tomb. Kejur, his pockets stuffed with peaches, hurriedly rejoins the others. Tiki embraces Bobala, glad to have his father alive. Bobala, resuming his position as ruler, leads his people out of the garden. Indiana, clutching his golden-hooped prize, exits with the others. Exterior, City Gates, the following morning. Indiana, Claire, Betsy, Scraggy, Kejur, and the pirates and crew members have gathered outside of the city walls for the journey home. They are saying goodbye to Tiki, Bobala, and the other pygmies. Claire and Tiki exchange a tearful farewell, communicating in hand signals. They share a final embrace. Bobala again thanks Indiana for his help. Thanks for getting me killed. Betsy says goodbye to the many gorillas. Betsy communicates in gorilla hand motions and growls. (laughs) Indiana, holding the golden hooped rod, turns and moves across the drawbridge. The others follow. The entire city of pygmies and gorillas cheer for their departing friends. Indy and the others disappear into the clouds walking down the mountain path. The lost city glistens in the background. The drawbridge closes until the next visitor arrives. Dissolve to exterior mountain path. A few hours later. I don't know how we still have like six or seven pages left. This is insane.
1: It's setting up for another movie. Yeah, we're getting there.
0: Crystal Skull crystal what now? Yeah, bring back crystal Skull <laughs> Alium. Shadow boof. <laughs> Early afternoon. The sun is hot, scorching. Indy and his party rest. They nap in a shady section of the path. Camera pans the snoozing bodies of everyone, coming to a stop at Indiana. The golden hooped rod rests beside Indy. A hand comes into frame and grabs the staff. Other hands move into frame. They steal Indy's whip and revolver. They take all weapons from Scraggy and his crew members. Indiana is awakened by a sword, at his throat. Indy reaches for his gun and whip, gone. He looks up. Kejor stands over him, holding the sword in one hand, and the golden rod in another. Indy turns. The other pirates hold swords and daggers at the throat of Claire, Betsy, Scraggy, and the crew members. Kejor twirls the golden hooped rod in front of him. He smiles at Indiana. She is a wonderful treasure, eh? We had a deal. Moves Sword closer to Indy's throat. I have no deal with a dead man. Son of a bitch. Kejor laughs. (laughs) He has removed a peach from his pocket. He shines the peach on his cloak and gives a shrug to Indiana. (laughs) I am
2: an old pirate, Dr. Jones. Do you suddenly expect me to treat you
0: with kindness and fairness? It is not my way of life. Indy is disgusted. Kezure takes a large bite from the peach. As he chew this is probably the peach of death. Death peach. He he went to the wrong tree. There's like immortality peaches. Die right away peaches. (laughs) Turn you into worms, peaches. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Turn into Taylor Swift Peaches.
0: Turn into Peaches, Peaches. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha nailed it. Uh he shines the peach. As he chews and swallows, Kejor nods to his men, motioning toward Indy and the others. Kill them. Takes another bite of the peach. But save their hairs. I will make a coat out of it. The men move to skill to skill. The men move to kill Scraggy Betsy Claire and the crew members. Suddenly, Kejor emits a loud scream. Loud scream. He grabs his stomach in pain. He falls to the ground. The half-eaten peach rolls from his hand onto the ground. Indian Claire rush toward Kejur. Something very strange is happening to the Pirate King. His hair begins to fall out. His teeth rot. His skin shrivels. His body becomes thinner, spindly. Kejur has begun to rapidly age. He continues to scream in horrible pain. And the pirates step away, frightened. The others watch in horror. Kejur's. B- in reality, this is the point where the person would go, This tastes weird. Here, try it. Um. <laughs> well, uh, I think this is the scene they reused in, yeah, in Last grail. Crusade. Grail.
2: Yeah. Like where he drinks from the wrong cup. You
0: have chosen poorly. poorly. Except instead of making it a false grail, it's a peach. Wrong peach. Yeah. That one was a rotten. <laughs> this
2: was not uh, Jesus' is a piece. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you have dieted poorly.
0: <laughs> you have Atkins' wrong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm minutes. keeping this music for this, too. Two-minute carbohydrates. Kesher's body contorts, his skin withers, flakes, it begins to peel from his bones. His screams fade, his eyeballs roll out of their sockets. Only his skeleton (laughs) remains. It turns black and crumbles to dust. Only his elaborate clothing remains. The many stolen peaches roll out of his cloak onto the ground. The remaining pirates drop their weapons. They run off down the mountain, scared to death. Indiana holds the half-eaten peach in his hand. Betsy is puzzled. I thought the peaches promised immortality. Eternal youth. The Garden of Immortal Peaches promises
1: life only to those who are pure in heart. Kazur was evil. His heart was filled with greed. So that fly was pure of heart? I mean, when you're a fly... What could you possibly no, do? No like, evil. Like you, you're like, oh man, I gotta land on this shit. Like, like <laughs> I'm gonna eat, I'm <laughs> gonna eat all the shit. I'm gonna <laughs> shit on this guy's donut. <laughs> I'm gonna shit on this donut and then eat some shit. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like that's just a fly, right? Oh like, no, save me, some Wukong.
0: <laughs> life finds a way. Ninety eight more transformations. Ugh. Indiana drops the peach to the ground. He grabs his whip, revolver, and golden-hooped rod. Scraggy and his crew members retrieve their weapons. Everyone turns, continuing down the mountain path, leaving Kajor's clothes and the several peaches behind. Just for anyone to find. <laughs> Cut to... Exterior, Mozambique. Doc, wait! So they could've just let the Nazis get these peaches and won the war! Why, they would've just won... By just giving them what they came for. If Indiana already knew that, he should have been like, "Yeah, I'll take you to the peaches, dude. Come on."
2: Maybe he's just lying so he gets laid later. He's like, oh, "Yeah, uh, obviously, <laughs> you know, the, the the bad of the the, the evil." Yeah.
0: Only only good like, guys get brought back to life and shit. Good guys like, was the super good guys, like big dicks big and stuff. huge dicks. <laughs> Small dick guys die
2: as soon as they eat the peach. <laughs> they turn to dust. Yep. What little dick they have shrivels up, goes away. You saw it. Yep. <laughs> now I'll get you pregnant first try. <laughs>
1: Kept telling me he's a grower, not a shower. Yeah, but yeah. fuck that guy. I was like, you're going to die by peach. Uh,
0: <laughs> exterior Mozambique dock. A few days later, passengers board a large ocean liner bound for the United States. Of America. You think they made her ride back in the banana barrel? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Indiana Jones is here, bags packed. He holds a rectangular wooden crate, covered with the words, fragile. The golden hooped rod is obviously stored inside. Obviously. Indy is waiting for someone. He impatiently checks his wristwatch, looking around. He grumbles to himself. Where's Betsy? The boat leaves in five minutes. Suddenly, a horn interrupts. Indy turns to the direction of the sound. It is Scraggy! He is wearing driving goggles. He rides a battered, bruised motorcycle attached to a rickety sidecar. The word taxi is painted on the sidecar's exterior. Scraggy pulls up beside Indiana. Scraggy jumps off the motorcycle. Excitedly, he runs toward Indy. Oh Indy! Indy! I want to give you something for your journey! Scraggy fumbles through his pockets. He removes a small bottle of purple liquid. He holds it out to Indy. Take one drink before bed. It keep out all bad spirits. Indy declines. He flashes a flask of whiskey from inside his Coke pocket.
1: Thanks, Scraggy. But we'll keep this. But this'll keep all the bad spirits. Fuck. <clears throat>
0: keep out all the bad spirits. It, there's bad formatting here, too. But this'll keep out all the bad spirits. Scraggy shrugs. They are suddenly interrupted. Indy. Indiana turns. Betsy and Claire walk toward him. Indy looks at Betsy, puzzled. Where are your bags? I'm not leaving. But,
1: huh? But you, you have to finish school. I'm staying on
0: as Claire's assistant. Indy shoots a jealous glance to Claire, then back to Betsy. But you're my assistant. Not anymore. I'm having my credits transferred. Why? Claire is a brilliant teacher. So am I. Yes, but I don't offer a course in seduction. No. You stay out of this. Indy, I thought you wanted me out of your life. That was before I realized how gifted, how talented
1: you are, and I, I mean, flexible. I could really use you. I could
0: really use you. <laughs> 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 Especially aboard ship for three weeks. It gets terribly lonely. I warned you. Indy, I've learned a lot from you, but it's time I started concentrating on a career in anthropology instead of romance.
1: You've certainly developed a mature attitude.
0: Thanks to you. You know, I always thought of you as my knight in shining armor. Really? But now, I'll think of you as the father I never had. Oh, Terrific. Claire walks up to him. She extends her hand. Dr. Jones, although your libido is questionable, your bravery and intelligence are exceptional. It has been an honor working with you. Why, thanks. And he leans toward Claire, as if he's going to kiss her. He raises an eyebrow, speaking in his smoothest, most suave,
1: You know, Claire, there's something. Yes? Something I've been wanting to do. Yes? Since we first met.
0: Leaning forward, Indy closes his eyes to kiss Claire, but Claire moves away. Bonzo the gorilla enters the frame. Bonzo kisses Indy on the lips. Indy opens his eyes. He tries to move away, but the gorilla will not move, wrapping her arms around Indy. The gorilla wrestles Indy to the ground. By using gorilla hand motions and grunts, Claire manages to persuade Bonzo to move away from Indiana. This is the first time this music has been super appropriate. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, Indy wipes his mouth. Claire, Betsy, and Scraggy are laughing. Betsy explains to Claire, Sorry, I guess I left a cage open. She followed me. The ocean liner's horn sounds. It begins to drift away from the dock. Indiana turns and runs up the stairs, leading to the boat. The boat is a few feet from the dock. Indy leaps onto the boat. He makes it, just in time. Indiana pauses, suddenly upset. He realizes that he's forgotten the golden hooped rod. It sits on the dock, at Scraggy's feet. As the ocean liner pulls away, Indy is about to scream to his friends, but Claire picks up the crate. She shrugs to Indy. The ocean liner pulls further, further from the dock. Indiana is helpless. He can't go back. Dissolve to interior Claire's room that evening. Claire is sound asleep in bed. Why this? I don't know why this scene is happening. Camera pans to a corner of the room. The wooden crate holding the golden hoop rod rests here. Suddenly the box's nails begin to twist, turn, as if they were being turned by invisible hands. They fall out of the box, dropping to the floor, one by one. The box slowly opens. The golden hooped rod shimmers in the moonlight. Shikmers in the moonlight. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, the staff begins to move, twisting, shrinking. It changes shape, turning into a golden eagle. The bird slowly flaps its wings and flies out the open window, into the night. Claire continues to peacefully sleep. Cut to exterior ocean liner night. No ocean night. Excuse me. The full moon illuminates the night sky shimmering across the ocean waters. Countless bright stars sparkle in the night sky. Indy's ocean liner sails across the water. The image of an eagle appears in the night sky silhouetted against the moon. Interior ship cabin. Indiana Jones is sound asleep in his bed. The room's porthole mys- port port mysteriously swings open. The golden eagle flies inside. The eagle transforms back into the golden hooped rod. The rod leans against the wall. The moonlight reflects the rod, shining into Indiana's eyes. Indy wakes. He sits up and sees the golden hooped rod. At first, he is shocked. He touches the rod, then comes upon a realization. The creaky voice of Sun Wu Kung fills the soundtrack. The golden hoop. Wait, wait.
2: The golden hooped rod will be a faithful friend. It's
0: capable of 100 transformations and will always remain by your side. Indy stands. He turns and looks out the porthole. A dreamy, satisfied smile covers Indy's face as he stares at the stars above. Dun, dun, dun. Soundtrack music soars. Camera pulls back to extremely long shot of the ship sailing across the ocean.
2: The end.
0: It's about fucking time. Brilliant. That entire last act was brilliant. Was it though? Absolutely it was. Was it?
2: Get the fuck out of here. The pirate bit the shark. There were sure.
1: some... Uh, I'll, I'll argue with you. There was there were some good moments.
0: Brilliant moments. <laughs> it was Josh seemed like he wanted to be at home for most of this last it was, episode. It
1: was like 99 different transformations. Almost. The, 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 the golden ye- rod that's was... was that's It was an allegory for the script. The script is the golden hoop
0: rod. Yep. Nailed it. Yep. We did it. You're not smarter than us, moose. <laughs> <laughs> and the episode came in under two hours somehow. Wow. We did it by being quiet. <laughs> 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 and not entertaining at all. <laughs> you know... Gorillas dressed as Nazis did all the work for us. Yeah, really. when there's
2: content
1: like that, there's not a lot that needs to be said. Yeah, you could cut that up and, like, shoot it on your Instagram and be like, Gorillas dressed as Nazis? Oh, man, so many views. Dude, you're going to have so much idea for art <laughs> from this fucking... This is amazing. Put it on top of a sand crawler. Okay, <laughs> a splice a sand crawler. And then a pirate biting a shark. Like, so, yeah, uh, there's,
2: there's a pirate jumping over it with a shark. There's a plane Scooby-Doo dropping kicking. Scooby-Doo. love mystery machine. Like... <laughs>
0: I have to thank you two for sticking around uh, to wrap this all up for episode 99. Yeah. So we didn't have to be reading more of this Monkey King shit for episode 100. How dare you? Monkey King shit. <laughs> How dare you? This would
1: be like Jeff's favorite movie. But
2: it's movie.
0: Yeah, put this on film. I love so, this. Come hell or high water, no matter what we have to finagle. Mm, remix. Oh! don't like that so I think this episode's gone too long and the computer has had enough <laughs> um, but we are going to get Kelly in here with the both of you so we can be all four of us together finally for once That's why I did all of this I'll believe it when I Just hear so it so we could all fit right here
1: um, where are you Kelly I've never met Kelly you will
0: you have <laughs> Shut we up. all went to see a movie you're, you're ruining the lore <laughs> <laughs> who's um, Kelly <laughs> so Jeff would like you to know that he doesn't have anything special online correct I, I did send you that email yes
1: Yes. On. I mean not, not on anywhere but Pornhub that's true check out Pornhub.com slash Mia Khalifa <laughs> <laughs> some of Jeff's best works that's
0: true <laughs> He in does the does comments, his, has your voice the in, whole time. In the
1: comments section. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh.
1: Uh, you can get a hold of me, me at joshuajbaker.com. I do videography. I do voiceover. I'm a fantastic project manager with 10 years of experience. Give me a call.
0: Wow, look at that. That's professional sounding. Everybody, you can hit up Table Reads on Twitter or Instagram at the Table Reads on facebook.com slash tablereads. Go to our website at TableReadsPodcast.com There it is. I'm bad at this backwards camera thing. Um, And we're going to be on Patreon soon. So look forward to that where you'll be able to access our shows real early on a live stream. Joke around with us before and after the show. And uh, hang out. We'll figure out some more stuff too. Next week... The 100th episode of Table Reads. I'm very excited. I'm going to get drunk. We're going to do... That's a good idea. The Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to be the white Claw outlaw. <laughs> we're going to do the 1970s attempt at making Lord of the Rings as one fucking movie. Super excited. Going to be all four of us for the first time. One nine-hour podcast. That's non <laughs> <laughs> Non-stop. <laughs> Everybody come out for that. Like and subscribe on whatever platform you prefer. We will see you then, and until then, we'll miss you.
1: This podcast was created by Sean McBean. For more, visit tablereadspodcast.com. Cut to black.